Welcome to the C3 SYD podcast. Our heart for you is that you would know Jesus, find community and discover purpose. To find out more about our church, head to our website, c3syd.church. We hope that this message encourages you today. So great to be with you this Sunday night. My name's Kaylee. if I haven't met you. And um, it is seriously an honour and privilege to be in His house, but to bring the Word. Each and every week we get to hear the Word and we should never ever take this moment for granted. We are in a weird season, we have our masks on, but He is good and He is with us and He can speak and move no matter what. Now I just wanna welcome everyone on Zoom tonight. If you're with me, be with me tonight. In your room, get your Bibles out. Put distraction aside, I know it's hard. You're probably like my husband trying to put three kids to bed right now. But if you can, be with us in this moment, just as if you're in the room. Be present, because I believe the Lord has a Word tonight for each and every one of you, a Word that He spoke to me about at the beginning of this year, that I believe is not just for me, but for the people of God. And I think it comes into line with all the prophetic words we've been hearing these last couple of weeks from Josh Kelsey talking about, you know, that the enemy does have power and that God does sometimes let him sift, but that God brings it to glory in the end. <coughs> and Pastor Phil this morning talked about how that we are hard pressed, but we are not crushed. And the word I wanna bring tonight is a word of restoration. That I believe that the Lord wants to restore things that maybe have died, that maybe have been stolen or robbed, maybe even things you have sowed good to God. That He wants to restore those things. I believe He wants to restore joy in the house of God. I believe He wants to restore peace to the anxious hearts. I believe He wants to restore love to those that are searching for it in all the wrong areas. I believe He wants to restore health to people that are needing it in their lives. He is the restorer and He is the redeemer. And He wants to restore things to you this year. Can I ask you to close your eyes for one more moment? I believe that even now, He's gonna begin to reveal things that He wants to restore to you this year. Father, I thank You that You speak, that You open hearts, that we would have ears to hear you today, Lord. Amen. Before I talk about the restoration, I wanna talk about the death that comes before. (laughs) Don't blame me if you don't like this message. Blame the Lord. I think that death has a really bad connotation attached to it and I do think in some circumstances, fair enough. But I also believe that God can cause the death of things at times. 
in order to rebirth it in glory and strength. And I believe that He has allowed the death of some things in our hearts in order so He can regrow it in His way, in His glory and His strength. Let me read you this Scripture in 1 Corinthians 15. It says this, You foolish person, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. Skip down to verse 42, it says, What is sown perishable is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonour, but it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, but it is raised in power. The things we sow that may die, don't be foolish. Don't think that that's it, that it ends there, because it doesn't. God wants to restore it and regrow it and breathe it back into life in His way, in His strength, in His glory. Death is not the final answer. When Jesus went to the cross, He hung on that cross and died. The enemy thought He had won. The disciples thought it was over. But the same resurrection power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us. The same resurrection power that brought Jesus back to life three days later lives in us, in our circumstances, in our situations. Death is not the final answer. The enemy hasn't won. Yes, the Bible says He comes to kill, steal and destroy, but Christ came to give life and life in abundance. That Scripture doesn't end there. Death is not the end. And actually, in fact, sometimes I think it's the very beginning of what God wants to do in our lives, in our hearts. I wanna say to you that if you have laid something down, and it felt like a death moment. Don't let that death moment be empty. Let it be a sowing moment in Jesus. I learned this many years ago that if I'm gonna, so if I'm gonna die to something, or even if the enemy tries to rob something off me, it is not an empty death. It is a sowing in the Spirit. It is a sowing into Jesus that says, I'm sowing this Lord and you will regrow it in your way, in your time, in your glory, in your power. Because when it's in my hands, it's perishable. But when it's in God's hands, it's imperishable. The death of something may just very well be the beginning of something that He wants to regrow in your life. I remember we were trying to buy a house a couple years ago and I fell in love with this house. And I so thought it was ours and we didn't get it. And I went home and I was angry and I was frustrated. But I said to the Lord, I'm not just letting this die. I am sowing this house right now. I'm sowing this house to You that we will reap in Your perfect timing, in Your glory, in Your power, whenever it's in Your will and You want us to have it, I'm gonna sow so that I can reap a house that is ours that You have given us. Don't let the death of things just be empty. Let it be a sowing moment. Sow it to Jesus, let it be a seed. Jesus on the cross was the ultimate sowing seed. 
so that we could reap a harvest of eternal life with Him. Don't let just things die. Let it be a sowing moment. John 12, 24, 25 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. It bears much fruit. That moment, don't let it be empty. Sow it into your Father's hands and let Him regrow it in His glory, in His power and in His strength. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to go to 1 Peter 5. And I want to read this passage to you. If you're on Zoom, get your Bibles out. Open to 1 Peter 5, verse 5. I want to talk to you about restoration for a minute. In verse 5, it says this, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Anyone younger in the room or on Zoom tonight? I feel like I'm younger, aren't I? Yeah. I feel like, so I'm not sure what's going on with my voice tonight, but you know, just always goes, Pastor Alex. It's just part of the cross to bear from shouting at my children too much, probably. No, I'm kidding. I love my children. Um, but I feel like if we're all younger than someone, we're younger, right? So <laughs> I'm putting myself in this category. I'm not sure where the younger cutoff is, but... I feel young at heart and I feel young. So I'm I think this is talking to me and to you. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, hear this passage, the God of all grace, who has called you to eternal glory in Christ, will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen and establish you. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to eternal glory, will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen and establish you. This is the restoration package. He doesn't just restore your finances, but leaves you heartbroken. He doesn't just restore your health, but leaves you all alone in it. He restores, He strengthens, He confirms, and He establishes you. Our God is the exceedingly abundantly above God, is He not? Our God is more than you could imagine, think or ask, is He not? He is the overflowing God that pours out a hundredfold, is He not? He 
is not the God that just restores, but then all this other part is a mess. He restores, He confirms, He strengthens, and He establishes. That is the restoration package. And He's done it throughout time, throughout the Bible, throughout my days, and He will continue to do it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Job in the Bible, talk about the Lord sifting you, letting the enemy sift you. Lost everything, his kids died, his livestock died, he lost his business, he lost his wealth, he lost his health, he was covered in boils on his body. Except God was so kind and left him a nagging, annoying wife that told him to curse God and die. I'm sure he was thinking, God, why didn't you take her and leave the children? Side note, any wives in the room? Let's be good wives, honestly. Let's love our men. Let's build them up. Let's not kick them when they're down. Let's speak life over them. Let's not be like Job's wife. Let's be wives that can speak life over our families and our homes and our marriages. And as we read through the story of Job towards the end, God restores him. God restores everything that he lost. God confirmed him through his word and through his friends. God strengthened him. The Bible says that he lived a long, healthy life, that he saw four generations of little Job's after him. And God established him. He established him back with his family. He established him back in his home. He established his business, his livestock. He established him with children again. He established him. Joseph in the Bible, rejected sold into slavery by his brothers, falsely accused, thrown in jail. I mean, give the guy a break. He needed restoring. I'm sure in his journey, there were many death moments. My God, what are you doing? Jesus, where are you? But the Lord restored it all. He restored him. He confirmed him through his word and through Pharaoh. He strengthened him. It says they pulled him out of the pit of jail. They put clothes on him. They shaved him. They fed him. They strengthened him. And then the Lord established him. He became the governor of Egypt. He was head of Egypt. Not just that, but God established his family, his brothers, and his relationship was restored. God restores, He confirms, He strengthens, and He establishes you. It is the full package with Jesus. Elijah, running away from Jezebel. Jezebel's like, I'm gonna kill you. By this time tomorrow, you will be dead. He flees in fear, runs into the wilderness hides under a tree and prays to God that God would kill him, that he may die. 
but the Lord restored him. He confirmed it by an angel. He strengthened him. He brought him food and water and said, eat and drink. In the Bible, it says that it strengthened him for the journey ahead. And then the Lord took him to a mountain and revealed himself to him and established him and said, now you must go on your next mission. You must go and anoint the next king. He restored, he confirmed, he strengthened and he established. Our God is exceedingly above God. Death does not have the final say. And in fact, He may even allow that death so that He can restore and confirm and strengthen and establish you, that He can raise it back to life in glory and in strength so that it's not imperishable. So it's not perishable, but it's imperishable. So it's the way He intended. So it brings glory to His name. Glory to His name. You know, I feel like in my life and Daniel's life, we've had many restoring moments and I'm forever thankful. I feel like there are things we are still believing for restoration in. I believe there are things this year that God is going to restore in our lives that I am really believing for and I believe the same for you. One area though of restoration, a recent, semi-recent one that we have seen in the last couple years is the restoration of Daniel's voice. He went through three years of not being able to talk or sing, worship lead, preach or minister. They found a tumour in his vocal cords. He was having problems with his voice. He was losing his voice all the time. And uh, they found this tumour that they said they had to cut out. They cut the tumour out and thank Jesus, it was not cancerous, but it was detrimental to his voice. I remember when he woke up from surgery, the doctor saying, it was a lot more complicated than expected, which is not what you wanna hear from your doctor. He said that, I don't know if you're ever gonna sing again. In fact, I don't know if you're ever gonna talk again. And he went for a few months without talking. I remember we would sit on the couch and text each other. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I remember Billy was a little boy and he didn't understand why daddy wasn't talking to him. And through this process, you know, a three-year process, we did everything we knew to do. We did everything spiritually we knew. We prayed, we fasted, we got prayer, He got anointed, we, I mean, just everything. We did everything naturally we knew to do. We saw doctors and ENTs and everything we could possibly do. But in the middle of this journey, Daniel got to a point where he wasn't sure if he was ever gonna be able to sing or worship or minister again. And I remember, a, dying death moment of sowing and handing it over to Jesus. It's yours. Have it, Lord. Who knows what the future is? Handing it over. I remember in that moment, 
I remember very clearly a specific moment with Pastor Phil. He came up to us after church one Sunday and he came up to Dan and was like, how are you? Dan was honest, just said, it's not going great. I don't know, I probably will never sing again. And I remember Pastorville vividly saying to him, you may not believe, but I believe and God believes and we're standing in the gap for you. And I wanna say that to you tonight. You may not believe that God can restore it, but I believe it and God believes it and He's standing in the gap for you and He can restore even the things that are dead, even the things that feel hopeless, even the things you've given over and you've sowed to Jesus and said it's yours, take it. He can restore those things. He can restore the hardest of things. He doesn't just restore it. He will confirm you, He will establish you and He will strengthen you in the midst of it. He's a good Father and He wants to restore things to you. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3SYD podcast. If you want to find out more about following Jesus, get connected or find a C3SYD location near you, head to c3syd.church forward slash connect with us. To make sure you don't miss out on our next podcast, click subscribe. We look forward to having you back soon.